Hey everyone, welcome back to Mouse Ears and Magic Chats. I'm Mary Beth and I'm here with Jenny and Jess. Hi. Hey. And we, <laughs> I know, we need, we need a robust hey. <laughs> but, hey. Hey. We are here today to talk about two things the International Festival of the Arts. And we're going to talk about Jess's plans. You wouldn't tell because she didn't seem too excited at the moment. <laughs> but I guarantee you she is. She's stoked <laughs> to talk to you guys about this. Um, before we start, because we're going to talk about the Festival of the Arts, Jenny, Jess, I really want to know which is your favorite festival that Epcot has? Mm. Oh, gosh. It's like choosing a child. Mm-hmm. A favorite <laughs> child. <laughs> Food and wine. Oh, I love, I love flower and garden. Flower and garden. Yeah. I think I the holidays is so oh and Festival of the Arts, which is newer. It's their newest festival. Festival of the Arts is amazing. And it's also the shortest festival. So there's some sort of um FOMO aspect to Festival of the Arts, I think, because there's just not as much time where the other festivals have been extended so much across the calendar, especially in the last couple of years. But That's I don't true. know, Mary Beth, what do you like best? You know, Festival of the Arts is probably my least favorite. I still love it. There's lots of fun things. But uh, the Food and Wine Festival has definitely been top of my list, I think, because I, I love going there and eating around the, roof, the world. And that's something that my husband will actually, he likes that one. So he'll go for that. <laughs> um, if I tell him it's food and wine, it, it does get him there. So then there's that extra piece that my heart's full because my husband came. So there, there's a lot around food and wine. And this year I did the, um, the run with it. And so it was just so much fun. So food and wine sits in my heart. That one is fun. And my kids are finally, well, I do have an eight-year-old, but my two older kids are finally to the point where they love Epcot. It's not boring for them and they want to go eat and they want to go explore. And so I'm really coming into my age of the festivals. But for this February, I'm actually kind of disappointed because Monday the 19th is the last day of the Festival of the Arts. And that's... um president's week so a lot of people traveling that week that and then they cut it short i wish they had it going through that especially through that holiday week but we'll catch it for one day do they immediately switch over to the next festival or was there is there usually like a week in between there's a little time in between i'm not actually quite sure when they're starting flower and garden this year i should have it it's in the back of my brain but um there's a little bit of but it doesn't take them long to switch from festival to festival. Yeah, I know I'm going for Flower and Garden and I know Jess was saying she might be going to Flower and Garden, so that's on the agenda. Definitely. Spring is always so pretty and all of those all the planters and everything they do just makes that park. I don't know. I love Epcot. Epcot's probably my favorite park of the four right now, so if I could just eat and ride Guardians all day that's all I need in my life I is like, like ride guardians answer. go eat ride guardians go eat Perfect. is that is that smart Jenny I yeah <laughs> I feel like I would vomit 
okay all right so a little bit out there you're not sure which one's your your favorite for sure but food and wine sounds like it's one of our tops so we'll get through this year and then we'll reevaluate which yeah. one for our favorite for the year so let's talk about this one the international festival of arts uh the culinary arts and they i want to read you Disney's like they have a longer description but I want to read this part because I really love it discover colorful fare that paints an exquisite picture of gastronomical perfection (laughs) I would love to know who gets paid to write this Mm. because that's awesome so pretty much this festival uh, is focusing on all the different arts in the the past you could go and paint a large mural did you guys do that like paint by numbers no i haven't done that it's really see. yeah we we have done that one and it's super fun to see it come together like if you get to go to the festival a couple of times during a trip you can see the progress even over a few days it's super fun yeah it doesn't say in here if they definitely have that but i'm assuming they do because it's been a favorite for the past few years i think but so what they do have is the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine. And they're saying that this is a tasty trek around Epcot. And there's seven vibrant uh, dishes that you can get and then a technicolor treat to enjoy. So it reminds me of like when you go around and get all the cookies at the Festival of the Holidays. Um, but this time you you walk to different places. So like at Pop Eats, they have tomato soup with grilled cheese, tomato soup with pimento cheese, bacon, and fried green tomatoes. Oh, I just looked at the picture of that, and it is on my list. I was going to say, they put fried green tomatoes in there, and I was like, yes, please. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that sounds great. In Festival of the Arts, they make the food, I mean, it probably goes without saying, but it is really striking. Like the food is beautiful, and watching them put the dishes together if you get to stop by any of the booths it's fun to just see it's it's very artistic plating and yeah it I, is i want to see the fun. sushi donut i'm getting the sushi donut what's the sushi donut it's like literally just sushi as a don't like in the shape of a donut but i'm on board for that <laughs> that's really anytime something like that it's just shaped cute like i love it uh, I what i wait thinking was so part of the the colorful walk here is uh the deconstructed dish and they have the deconstructed key lime pie i want to see what that looks like i'm sure it's like a shell and a piece of the the inside deconstructed in some fashion but as jessica said this stuff has been really beautiful so i want to see what it looks like and we can post some of these pictures with the link for for this episode we'll post some of the pictures of the dishes yeah, I'll put it, it up on our Instagram. Yeah, because you to have see. to see them. Stunning. So if you do all of these locations, you get a complimentary artist palette cookie. Which I think I've seen those in the past. Like you could paint on the cookie. But I guess we'll see. Uh, Jess is going and she can give us the whole rundown afterwards. But um, that's what I'm thinking the artist palette cookie might be. What do you guys think? Yeah, I wonder if you can actually make like a decent. My daughter's pretty artistic. I might make her like try to really make a masterpiece on her cookie. Oh, I know yeah. our kids have gotten the 
artist palette cookie. I'm not sure if it's the same one as the festival. We'll have to check it out. But they've gotten it as a dessert for sure at um, Sanaa at Kadani Village at Animal Kingdom Lodge as one of the desserts. It totally was an artist palette, paint your own cookie, like really fun. Kept them, kept Jackson busy for a minute. Yeah. That's awesome. So I bet it's something like that. I'm excited to see what it's going to be. Um, outside of the, the colorful walk, there's also 16 food kiosks that they're going to have. So I imagine it's a lot like food and wine where you walk around to the, the different things, but they're going to be art inspired cuisines. So again, going back to what Jess said, like this stuff's going to be beautiful and probably really good. Cause usually it's good. Uh, just looking at their website, like, artist table in the American Adventure Pavilion. They have duck and dumplings, which is smoked duck breast, ricotta dumplings, baby vegetables, and duck food. Um, And then they have like an array of American beers and a beer flight. But that's going to be all through the festival, these kiosks. And another really great part of this is if you listen to our last podcast, um, we talked a little bit about this, that they have Disney on Broadway. So they have the Broadway concert series and they do have dining packages. So you can go back and listen to our last podcast where we were talking about the Disney dining plan. You can apply those to these Disney dining packages. But if you wanted to go and see one of these people perform, um, you could buy a dining package and they're uh, available at Akershoes Royal Banquet Hall. Beer Garden Restaurant, Coral Reef Restaurant, Garden Grill Restaurant, Lace. Can you say the Canadian one for Le me? Le Cellier. Yes, thank you. I <laughs> we live so close to the Canadian border, like the French Canadian border. <laughs> I know. <and> cannot. <laughs> uh, Regal Eagle Smokehouse Craft Drafts and Barbecue, Rose and Crown Dining Room, Spice Road Table. So, ladies, say you want to go and check this Broadway series out. Before you even know who's performing, where do you want to eat? Oh, I do love Spice Road Table, and I think it's really underrated, but um, Le Cellier is always a win for me. Um, oh, they're all so good. I also, if you've never been to Epcot, the way the stage is set up is it's open air, so there is a, not a ton of seating, but you can literally, if you don't get there early enough and get a seat, like you can literally stand up at the top and you can have a pretty good view and, and hear whatever they're singing. Um, like we watched Chris Daughtry there. Um, uh, to, I think it was the Eat to the Beat summer concert um, mm-hmm. and summer concert series. And we never like got seats or anything, but we got there and we could see. You can just stand in the back too and see really well and hear really well yeah it's really set up well that you could be in the american pavilion eating and enjoy the concert as well oh definitely yeah that regal eagle spot we haven't been to regal eagle yet but it's super convenient right to the amphitheater where these so shows convenient. are they taking a place lot of different barbecue sauces that's what my son is loves barbecue sauces and I don't even know the number and I'm probably going to say something completely off but I want to say there was like six or seven or maybe even more different types of barbecue sauces and they're it's good it's very good and they have a lot of seating as well 
like mm-hmm. outside that you could just like grab food, sit and just listen. Yeah, we've heard really good things about about that. We have some family that's eaten there that was raving about it. It's on my my list. Your upcoming list or just the list? It's on it's on the pivot list. So it's not a plan <laughs> necessarily, but it's on the list of like if we get hungry, the short list, the pivot yes. list, the back. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And the great thing about those quick, I mean, there are so many good quick service restaurants at Epcot and really across Walt Disney World Resort. You, there are great quick service options and you don't have to plan. I'm a big planner and I love planning, but it can be hard to sit um, with young kids. You know, our kids are eight and four and we get tired and sometimes table service isn't where it's at and quick service is totally the way to go. And the nice thing is you can just make that decision kind of as a game time call. So mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of keep those in my back pocket as options. So we're not trying to um, make it up completely on the fly. Mm-hmm. Well, and for this, like I would say if you were going for Festival of the Holidays and you wanted to go to the Candlelight, um, what is it? The Candlelight Procession. Yes. Like that, I would get this for because people really um, plan for that. hmm but for the Broadway series, it hasn't been as busy, I would say, the times that I have made it there. That doesn't mean that it won't be this time. But I don't see the, the rush. So if you didn't want to do one of these, it's not going to be as critical. And also, there's three show times that happen. So you could go see this at 5.30, 6.45, or 8 p.m. Um. And I forgot to say, for these dining options, that if you chose to do the the dining package, so you get to go and eat, and so you get an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert, or one full buffet, family-style meal, where applicable, but you don't get um, an alcoholic drink unless you are on the Disney dining plan, I would assume, then that kind of overrides this, right, Jenny? Yeah. Um, and then at Spice Road Table, because we know that one was the one Jenny would pick, that's a little bit different. You get two small plates, a shared tagine, a shared dessert platter, and a non-alcoholic beverage. And this concert series is running the whole time, so January 12th to February 19th. And as Jess said, this is the one of the... Um, that is really short. It yeah. is short. So the Disney Broadway series... If you go to the Disney's website, you can see all of them, but they have uh, people from Frozen, all Broadway, all the musicals on Broadway. Um, So Frozen, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid, uh, Mary Poppins, The Lion King. This is the one that I think might sell out. It has Josh Strickland from Tarzan. Um, Oh, yeah, I love him. Yeah, I I feel like that's kind of the well-known name. Yeah. And he's January 27th, 30th, and 31st. So that might be one you want to consider. Who's on the the 19th? Do you have it right in front of you? The 19th of February? Yep. That would be Mandy Gonzalez from Aida and Michael James Scott in Aladdin. And I think he's the genie. That's Mm -hmm. when we're going to be there. So we're definitely going to have to go listen. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good one, too. All of them are going to be really good, but the genie, come on. I know. Yep. All right. So 
those are kind of the the big pieces of festival of art there's going to be a lot of little things there's going to be art for sale um but the broadway series and the, the different food venues are kind of their big selling points for that is there anything else you guys want to add about the festival there's some really fun there's just the atmosphere as with lots of things at Epcot, like the atmosphere is really phenomenal. I find during Festival of the Arts, they have some phenomenal chalk art that mm. is just mind blowing, like looks completely 3D, like you could just step into whatever they're creating than the chalk art. It's awesome. And then they have some, uh, I don't know if this is every year, but in the past when we've been, there have been some really fun kind of like recreations of very famous paintings that you literally can step into and take a photo. So it's really cool because um, your family, like you could be part of this famous painting that's super familiar. There's just lots of fun, like interactive stuff. It's like you were saying, it's visual arts, it's culinary arts, it's performing arts, um, things for sale. Yeah, it's just really nice. And the weather this time of year is lovely especially for those of us who live in the cold North <laughs> Florida is much more approachable. Mm -hmm. um, so that adds to it. I feel like I can stay at Epcot for the day in a way that I can't during food and wine season, for example. Yeah, that's tough. And there's going to be a lot of really cool merchandise and there'll be the festival tent. You'll definitely want to stop by so you can get that merchandise specific to the that year of of whatever the festival is and i know they have some really cool stuff specific for this festival that they're going to be offering oh, i love that good merch uh so let's shift gears jess is going away to a disney trip with her family coming up so we thought we would take this opportunity to one go over her plans because we're going to do a trip report when we get back but kind of go through her planning process. Uh, she is definitely a planner, and I think we can all learn something from her. So tell us about it, Jess. Yeah, I'm currently, as we record this, very much in my pre-trip anxiety phase where I am like <laughs> telling everyone I talk to that it's that I'm not ready. And I don't know how that's possible because as a DVC owner, I had to book this trip 11 months ago. I've had plenty of time to plan. There are many plans. All of the details are set. I just, the couple of weeks before you travel to me, the fact that there's like nothing left to do is anxiety. I want to be planning. Planners <laughs> need to be planning and there's nothing else to do because everything is booked, which is amazing. Um, we have a, uh, Traditionally, for the last few years, we've been going in January, and we really love this time of year. Like I said, the weather's awesome. Um, we're lucky our kids are little enough. We uh, still are traveling kind of in off-season. We're not going on a school break. And it just makes the crowds, you know, a little bit easier to approach for us. And um, we've tended to travel with our parents, our kids' grandparents. So it's just, it's a really nice tradition for our family, and we really look forward to it. So this time we are also lucky to travel with some friends and their kids. And so it's, it's a big group trip and lots of fun things planned that are new for us. So that's pretty exciting as people have been able to go. Um, so highlights when we, so our time of year is kind of always set, right? That's the first thing. When I talk to people about planning Disney, I always ask them, 
do you know when you want to go? Um, and what are the considerations there in terms of school schedules or work schedules or weather tolerance? Because Florida can be really intense. Um, that's always the first thing. So for us, we kind of know the end of January is a really sweet spot. Also for DVC points, it's a lower points time of year. It's the second lowest points charts, which uh, means that we can kind of get more bang for our buck out of our DVC. So that is set for us. Um, and we're staying at Copper Creek at Wilderness Lodge, which is where we own our DVC contracts. And we really love it there. It's very quiet and it's a nice kind of peaceful uh, getaway from the busyness of the parks. And so we'll be going back there again, um, which is great. We, when my husband and I sat down to kind of think about how our family does and aspires to do Disney, um, <laughs> we realize we need more Animal Kingdom time. We always, for some reason, we're so excited, like most people, to like, get to Magic Kingdom or go see princesses at Epcot or do the thrill, new thrill rides at Hollywood Studios. And we just never give ourselves enough Animal Kingdom time. So we have two days planned for Animal Kingdom on the earlier end of this trip, which I will report back and let you know how that goes. Um, my kids love Animal Kingdom. They like to do the the art, the guided art class that you take the train back to at Rafiki Rafiki's Planet Watch. Um, and we're trying to see Pandora at night, which can be kind of tricky to see because Animal Kingdom hours tend to be shorter. They don't mm -hmm. have a lot of night hours at Animal Kingdom. And Pandora is just gorgeous at night. And that has been on... Um, one of my kiddos wish lists for a while. It's it's sort of like a our unicorn. So that is something we're going to try to do right off the bat. We are doing Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Both of my kids have a reservation with the fairy godmothers in training there. And we're really excited about that. And then going over to Cinderella's Royal Table. We haven't been there for several years and we've only been there once. So that'll be really exciting. I don't even know. Um, you know, our kids have no, really no memory of being there. So that'll be a pretty exciting, there's just so much wow factor to eating inside the castle. So that's, that's a really exciting plan. And we're doing a um, fireworks dessert party at Magic Kingdom as well. So we've never watched Happily Ever After as a family. And we decided to go ahead and book the dessert party so we have the space the dedicated viewing area in front of the castle we'll get to enjoy some desserts have really convenient bathrooms nearby and um, I'm pumped for that I've heard wonderful things about that we're doing the pre-party um, there are a couple of options you can book for dessert parties that give you that dedicated viewing area and um, some drinks and some snacks and we're looking forward to that. And then because we're DVC members, there is, for the first time ever on one of our stays, a Moonlight Magic member event at Epcot during our trip. So we're hoping to register for that. We're hoping to be able to stay awake late long enough on that <laughs> night to go to it and eat some Mickey bars and ride Guardians to our heart's delight. But um, to be determined, but lots of really good dining, mostly repeat dining um for us we're gonna go to boma and have breakfast which is a new thing for us that is kind of a disney lover's favorite meal 
And yeah, it's just a pretty, lots of little plans. I'm hoping to also relax a little bit, maybe have some warmer weather. The kids love to do the pool. So we need something that's like above 60 degrees so they can get in those, at least <laughs> they're nice and heated, the pools. <laughs> and the kids are big enough now. I don't necessarily have to get in with them. So uh, we'll we'll trust those wonderful Disney lifeguards as I watch them, hopefully, with my coat on from the side. Um, you can get in the hot tub. It's important to remember that I'm a resort junkie. I love resorts. The moderates and the deluxes have hot tubs. The value resorts do not have hot tubs. And those are a blessing after a long day in the park. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And also the pool slides also, right? At moderates and deluxe. Yes. Aren't you trying to hit every. I do slide? go down. I am. I have a, I keep track every resort I go to that has a slide. I have to do the slide because <laughs> that's how I'm earning my fun mom badge. I just did the boardwalk one the last time we were there because I wasn't going to. And then I'm like, Jess would do this. Oh, it's so fun. I was doing a slide, I think at the poly. We did one night at the poly and fell in love with it. Um, The slide there is really good. It was phenomenal. And going up the stairs to go down that slide with my kid, there were little kids passing me because I think they thought I was just walking my kid up or something. And I was like, hey. (laughs) Little Billy, I'm going down the slide. (laughs) No cuts. No cutsies. No, No. the slides are so fun. And yeah, that's that is at moderates and deluxes, you do get that. If so, if you're planning a trip with like really hot weather and you can swing it, if you're using those pools, they're it's a little plus that's super fun. And there are lots of activities at the pools. We'll have to talk pools sometime. Oh, yeah, we could do multiple episodes just on the pools and the activities at the resorts. But I actually have a question because I am not in the DVC world. Like a lot of people come to me with DVC questions and I'm like, I don't know because I it's a completely different thing. But um, how often do they do the Midnight Magic events? Yeah, it's what's it's a membership extra and it's kind of whenever they feel like it. Right. So historically, before the shutdowns, they were doing them several times a year and at all the different parks and then they didn't happen for a few years and then they just started coming back and so i think they put out the schedule i'd have to look at it i think they're doing like half so a dozen like a of monthly them thing. no it's not monthly and they don't put the schedule out very far in advance and then registration is even closer to when the actual date is so you know you know you plan so much disney stuff way in advance and disney wants us to be planning in advance we book our dining 60 days out you can you know, book your hotel, what, like a year in advance in general. Um, But Moonlight Magic, you're registering like 10 days before the date of the event itself. Do those like, are they hard to get into? Yeah, they're pretty competitive. So if you have a, they do two waves of registration. If you're staying on points, they do a pre-registration, like you get the first shot at it basically, and you can register for the member plus as many people as are on your reservation. So we're staying in a two bedroom and there are eight people on our reservation. So I can register, I can try to register for eight people. Um, So although I have family members staying in a separate room, I can't register for them too. I'm limited to eight, which is actually a lot. And then there's a second wave for 
uh, all, like everybody else, other members, right? And so people who are local or people who aren't staying on points, um, they get a chance to register, but it's really limited and people get locked out. And especially some of the ones like they've just started doing them at Disneyland Resort. And those are really competitive because there are so many West Coast based DVC members. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty competitive. But so I've is it like an after-hours event where you're yeah. kind of guaranteed really low wait times and really low crowds, or do or do they pack them in? It's after-hours, and they bring in lots of unique characters, and you get all the you know snacks and. Um, so they've it's done like it. an after-hours event. Yeah. Are the crowds bad though? Do they let like, do they let a lot register? Well, people always complain that they can't get in. <laughs> So never enough, according to members, right? But yep. um, I think it depends. I've definitely, when they restarted, I heard a few were a little like uh, could have used more organization or something like more food booths open. People waited in long lines for those things. But it seems like they've really ironed those bumps out as time has gone on. So I don't know. Hopefully I'll get into the one uh, that's at Epcot on the 25th and I can report back on how it goes. I know Epcot holds the crowd better, right? And because the mm -hmm. rides are so spread out, there's just time that you spend walking, right? Between Remy and Guardians. Oh, there's yeah. not going to be much open. Um yeah, so it kind of eats the crowds a little bit, but I want to go get some Mickey bars and yeah, and ride Guardians and just say I got to go That's to all Magic and check it out and just see because as a member who lives so far away and I, I really go if I get to go once a year or a couple times a year on a good year, you know, I'm kind of on a cycle of every other year I go a few times and every other year I'm not going at all, and so mm -hmm. I feel pretty lucky. There's one that just happened to be. You know, this trip was fully booked and planned before they announced the roster of dates. I know sometimes people do try to book some stays once the Moonlight Magic dates come out, but it's tricky coordinating the timing of everything. So we were kind of lucky one hit. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it should be fun. And if we don't make it, we're, you know, dessert party, super exciting. Bibbidi Bob's taking the kids to Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, super exciting. Going to Cinderella's Royal Table after that. That's like one of those magic. That's what I you always, know. the kids that want the princesses and the whole experience, that's what I book them. The boutique into, and don't forget to go, um, they have a little, oh gosh, I can't remember where it is, but it's right in Fantasyland. I want to say it's at the Sir Mickey's. Yes, the photo. The photo, go do that. Some of, oh, they're so cute, the pictures. We're excited. My kids are... Perfect Where are you eating this stuff? Like what what table service have you booked? So we have um, Boma. We're doing Tusker House. I kind of with a big trip like this, I did a lot of talking to everybody about what's your wish list. Like what's asking the kids, what's the thing you want to do? And my daughter really wanted to have a meal with the princesses, so we're doing Cinderella's Royal Table. Hits that. My son wanted to do. A character meal he was kind of pushing for chef mickey's but also was very happy with tusker house my kids had a wonderful tusker we house love tusker yeah. yeah they had a wonderful tusker house experience a couple years ago um when the capacity was super low in that restaurant and they just had a one just a magical um, memory of dancing with the characters in there oh. and 
yeah, so we're doing that again. Um, my father really wanted to get to experience 50s prime time with my kids because that's kind of how he remembers, you know, mom's kitchen yep. when he was a kid. And so we booked that. We're going to do that one as a family. And that'll be really fun to just hear him talk about that. And um, the food's really good there, too. They have great milkshakes. Oh, and their fried chicken. Yeah. And um, my so uh, one of my family members is gluten free. She eats gluten free. So we are uh, I've been exploring like some of that. And I learned that 50s prime time, if you go in advance, like a few hours in advance of your of your um, reservation and let them know that you want gluten free fried chicken, they will prepare it for you. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things that's pretty hard to find if it's you're hard. free. So you do have to go a few hours in advance and let them know, but they can prepare that and that gets really great reviews. So, and, and that's just, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. And we're doing Topolino's breakfast. That was a request from our crew. And I love that one. Riviera is beautiful and homecoming with our whole big crew. There are a couple you of guys meals. are big fans of homecoming. Ugh, I have to go to homecoming. I, I, the drinks at homecoming are amazing. The service is always amazing. The food is great. I love sitting outside at homecoming and just like the Disney Springs atmosphere. I'm not a huge Disney Springs person, but when I'm sitting at homecoming, like in that. Sipping your moonshine. Yes, and... it's lovely. <laughs> I love it. And the, the, what's the balloon, the hot air balloon that goes up and you can like watch it when you're sitting outside and I can watch the Gideon's line and I can go run and grab my cookies if my virtual queue for Gideon's comes yes. up. Um, so yeah, no, I love homecoming. I, I am loyal. That's always We ate hit. there our last trip. Last February. Well, not our last trip, but. February so almost like a year ago and it was the first time we went there on your recommendation and loved it and the moonshine I'm telling you so good and light yeah and not sugar it's so refreshing and you don't even know and then you've had two and then you're like trying to swim across the my husband is a moonshine fan and (laughs) you can get the kind of it's like a sports bottle a sport bottle that yeah you can carry around with you and then they'll refill it you pay for your refill, of course, but it's at a discounted price. And then when you go back, you can bring your moonshine bottle with you. Also, they have a really fun moonshine flight. And you can try, you know, several of their different moonshine options. I always get, I get a Florida Crush is a really yummy, citrusy, alcoholic drink that, that just good. hits the spot. And I had the strawberry lemonade and it was so good. Yeah, so good. Everything's so good there. We love the appetizers. The deviled eggs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's a hit. It's hard. I, you know, dining at Disney, there are so many options, and I love to try new places, but it's hard when you find a good one. It's hard to opt out of that and go somewhere new. I know. Yep. Yeah. That's actually our last our last last dining reservation, yeah, before we head home. So we're going to try to end on a good note. Nice. The whole thing looks good for sure. Yeah, a high note, I guess I should say. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I love your schedule. What is the enchanting extra? Oh, yeah. So, um, I for the holidays, I booked for my dad and my stepmom, uh, as a gift to them, I booked a photo, a capture your moment photo session at Animal Kingdom. So we'll do family photos 
with them and they'll get to do pictures with the grandkids and pictures with each other. And Disney does these, they're called capture your moment, their photo sessions. So you get one of those Disney photo pass photographers like dedicated to your party of, I think it's, I'm not, I don't know how eight to 10 people I'd have to double check. Um, but you get them for 20 minutes just with your group. And so you, you check in, you meet up with them and they'll walk you. you there are a few different like spots and they do this in all four of the parks and you can book them at the, you know, 60 days in advance. They open at midnight Eastern time, like Bippity Boppity Boutique because it's considered an enchanting extra. So you can do your midnight bookings for your enchanting extras and then at 6 a.m. book your dining. So you just yep. don't <laughs> sleep that night. Super fun, not stressful. And um, they do have a new one in Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios so fun. with props. So yeah. if your kids are, or your big kids are Star Wars fans, that's definitely something we can help you set up too. Yeah, so you get the photo, you get the photographer for twenty minutes, and you can do different combinations of people in your party. And the photos, you know, you get to if you have Memory Maker or Photo Pass downloads, you get, you know, that's extra. You're paying for the photographer and then you get, but you get all those photos as long as you have your memory maker. Um, so that's really exciting. I think it'll be super fun. Uh, Animal Kingdom's gorgeous. Uh, just the scenery there is beautiful. Uh, I think a lot of people like to do them, do these sessions at Magic Kingdom. We just have such a full Magic Kingdom day. I couldn't make it work to do this with the castle, but um, I've seen lots of examples and they're wonderful and yeah, so that was a Christmas gift. So it was kind of coded on my plans for a long time, but they know now because also we we're coordinating our outfits. That's a great gift. It's going to be really nice. It's so fun. Multi-generational trips are super fun. We've we've really enjoyed traveling with family and like having the grandparents come and the kids get to be with everybody. It's just it just does add that extra little extra Happiness. memory. Yeah. So happy. You know, Jenny, you always travel with a big family group too. Huge so. group. Yeah. And it's great. And the aunties, my one aunt had a knee replacement. And so she uses a scooter, but I know the kids aren't supposed to ride on it with her, but George, my son will just sit on her lap and they ride through the magic kingdom with his slushy. And he's just happy. And we love to book deluxe now because my aunt, I call them my aunties, but they always come with us and they're not, they're not huge fans of the parks anymore. They love some of them, but like Magic Kingdom can be busy for them. So we booked Deluxe and so they have a lot they can do right on property at the hotel to see and do and eat. And then they can just pop in and out of the parks for a little short amounts of time. So it really is still very easy to do Disney with that multi-generation. And it's a great time when you're unplugged in the bubble, just, you know, focusing on each other. And, and the rest of the world f just falls away. It's amazing. It's my favorite, the escape. And it's really, Disney makes it easy because you're in the bubble and there are so many transportation options, you know, for this trip. And in the last few years, we've started renting. Uh, we rent a minivan because it's super fun to have a minivan on vacation. Um, <laughs> but there are several days where with a big family group like this, like we have several things on our schedule that are overlapping and we want to tour together and there are different experiences and shows and rides we want to do together. But then there are other times where some of us are having dinner separate from the group or aren't coming to meet up with the group until after breakfast reservation. So 
it's possible to do these multi-generational trips and everybody get vacation out of it. It doesn't, you don't have to do every piece of it all together. Um, no, you really can so do it at your own pace. Yeah. yeah. With it's, the busing and stuff, if my aunt wants to go back to the hotel, it's very easy to navigate that for her. Exactly. Yeah. All that transportation that's included as part of your resort stay as a guest, you know, there's a boat and a bus and a monorail and a Skyliner and yeah, it's super, super safe and super easy and, you know, no cost to any of that once you're in that bubble, of course. No, you, and you need it because I mean, Disney world is the size of San Francisco. It is 40 square miles. So people don't realize when I'm like, Oh, you're going to want to give yourself an hour to get from A to B and they're like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's the size of a city. It really but even though it's so big, Disney does make it easy. Oh, like, yeah, because you're getting direct shot from your hotel to yeah. the theme park to wherever. And you just, their transportation is great. I I really miss the, the Magical Express uh, from the airport in. But once you're on property, I I just have a hard time thinking about staying off property just because they've made it so easy yeah and i've stayed off property i've done it all i've done shades of green i've done disney world properties i've stayed off property i've stayed on on disney property but in a non-disney owned hotel and i will only stay on disney property for it's just the experience is so much nicer and even i i get worried sometimes and i think people are trying to thinking that I'm trying to get them to book with me and that's not the case. But when they're like, well, we're only a couple miles from Disney property. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the size of San Francisco. And if you got traffic and you've got a park and then you've got it, if you're going to the magic kingdom, you're going to park at the ticket and transportation center, potentially take a tram from the parking lot up to the ticket and transportation center, where you're then going to either stand in line to get on a boat or the monorail to go around to get, to the front gates of the magic kingdom and go through security and all of those things. And when you're at a Disney hotel resort, you're either taking a boat directly to the front gate or the monorail, or you can walk from the contemporary or the bus. And that bus is going to drop you right at the front gates and you're not going through the ticket and transportation center. So it really does. It's so much more convenient. It's so, and so much more time for mad, the magic. And that's, and literally more time. I mean, the other thing that is just sort of baked into my planning as an on-site guest saying the DVC resorts are deluxe resorts. So there are two different ways we get a little bit of extra time. Um, the all resort guests staying in Disney hotels at all levels get to um, take advantage of the early entry, 30 extra minutes um, in each park at the beginning of every day. So when the park hours are nine to nine for those folks saying offsite they can come in at nine o'clock and start enjoying the park but if you're an on-site resort guest you get to come in at 8 30 and so it doesn't sound like many minutes but it makes a big difference in Huge. getting when you can get two or three big attractions done yeah yeah it just puts crowd. you ahead of the pack and then at yep. the end of the day um the there are different throughout the week there are a couple of different opportunities for extended evening hours for the 
for the deluxe resort guests. So at Epcot, you get some extra time. And at Magic Kingdom on Wednesdays, you get extra time as of right now. So yeah, we just, it opens up some extra space when there are just fewer people there. And it might make a difference in getting to ride Guardians again or ride Mind Train a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Yep. You have a great trip coming up. I'm so excited to hear all about it when you get back, and I'm sure everyone else is. Um, anything else to add, ladies? Nope. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Such a good episode. Well, before we leave, I just want to say congratulations to all the marathoners. Uh, by the time this drops, uh, it would be a little while out, but man, they looked like they worked through some weather. The half marathon got dropped down to seven miles because of inclement weather. Oh man. And, I yeah. didn't know that. And the marathoners ran through a bunch of rain today, but it looks like a lot of them still got to ride rides and things like that. So congratulations to them. And then next time you see us uh, or hear from us, it's going to be me and Jenny because Jess is going to be on this awesome trip that we just discussed. And Jenny and I are going to talk about the Coronado. So we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Mouse Ears and Magical Chats. On behalf of Mary Beth and Jenny, this is Jess saying see you real soon.